Hey there, Irvine. You are tuning in to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is your favorite radio talk show host, Lauren Q, bringing to you Activism for Amateurs, only here on KUCI. And um, if you're tuning into this show, you are an aspiring activist or community leader or student leader here on our wonderful campus, UC Irvine, looking towards... Uh, movements and uh, progress towards social justice in whatever way, you know, fits you and whatever that looks like to you. So uh, that's what we are here for. That is why this show exists. It's not just for me, but this is for you um, to be inspired every day, every Friday from uh, 4 o'clock p.m. to 4.30 p.m. So uh, for this new spring quarter, we have a um, new public affairs schedule waiting for you to listen to. And we are starting off your Friday afternoon with Activism for Amateurs from 4 to 4.30. No longer from 4 to 5 because after this we have a great show called Convos Over the Counter. Your um, non-traditional storytelling on the air, so be sure to tune into that and stay tuned for that. But it's not about that right now, because right now we are going to interview two wonderful UCI students, and their names are Michael and Jojo, and they are here to talk to us about how they consider themselves activists and what they're doing um, on a day-to-day basis. If they consider themselves activists, which all of you tuning in to this show, you know that an activist can be anyone really. We could be a health activist. You could be an activist for education. You could be an activist for just a better lifestyle, more spiritual lifestyle. Um, and those are some of the guests we've had on this show. But let's find out who Michael and Jojo are. So um, here we go. So uh, Michael and Jojo, you are on the air. Um, go ahead and introduce yourselves to our wonderful listeners. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Uh, I'm Michael. I'm a second-year MFA student in the Integrated Composition, Improvisation, and Technology program here at UCI. Um, yeah, I guess you could call me an activist for new music, maybe? Wow, this is the first time we've had an activist for new music, actually, on the show, so that's really great. Good stuff. Thank you, Michael. And um, here's JoJo. Hi, my name is Joanna Dell, but I'm most commonly known as Jojo. I'm a fifth-year mechanical engineering major here at UC Irvine, and I guess I've always been an activist for integrating both um, art and engineering or technology by itself because I don't really believe that uh, that it can be both integrated. So if you come visit the Beale Center for Art and Technology, there are some really great examples of artwork and pieces that artists currently are emerging art and technology so come visit that and it's open from 12 to 8 p.m. Awesome and, and where's the um, Beale Art Gallery located? Um, it's currently located in the Arts Plaza right across from Mesa Court Community so if you were to go up Mesa Road it's that red building and it's always open and feel free to just walk in and ask for a tour from a docent. Awesome. Thank you, Jojo. Um, all right. So uh, we have uh, two uh, new students on the air with us today uh, from uh, two different majors. Um, but let's go ahead and um, hear a little bit from Michael. So, um, Michael, uh, what um, if you're a music major, what instrument do you play if you do play any instruments? Or is it music theory? Uh, what, what is well, your major about? The, the program is um, it's a combination um, you could call it composition, I suppose, um, but it's composition, improvisation, and technology, uh, so we do have to play some sort of instrument. Uh, I, myself, am a classically trained piano player, um, and have been for quite a while, until I came here, and then I found synthesizers and electronic instruments uh, much more interesting to improvise with. Um, 
So that's what I'm playing currently, uh, synthesizers. Um, and the program, we do a lot of composition. Um, there's a considerable amount of that. Uh, and in our second year, which I'm currently going through, uh, we have a thesis of where we have to write a ton of new music, um, all original, uh, and integrate improvisation and technology into that. Um, if you want to see what that looks like, uh, you can come to my recital uh, next Friday the 12th. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m. right across from the Beale Center in the amphitheater um, in the Arts Plaza. Okay, awesome. Um, and um, you, uh, I think you were supposed to perform today as well um, on the air. Uh, we weren't able to get that um, set up for all of you listeners um, uh, for this show today, but definitely, Michael, if you're willing to bring the equipment and... Um, We'll figure out on another how, day. Yeah, sure. yeah, on another day, definitely for yeah. sure. This quarter, um, uh, and it'll be good to help promote for your show as well, and for any other upcoming shows that we have with the music department. So that should be good. But yeah, are you down for that? Oh yeah, Michael. All definitely. right, Just awesome. Let me know. Okay, be happy to come in. Great. Yeah, in, in the past we've um, we had a, a tabla player from Afghanistan do a live. Um, music, you know, jam session here uh, on the air, and we actually invited a lot of um, undergrad and graduate students from um, the UCI Music Department, and they came, and they jammed, in it, and it was awesome, and it was really great, so, um, yeah, um, if you'd like to do that, we totally could, and you can play on the air, and if you have any other friends who Ooh. who would be interested in having a jam session, sure, and as well, you know, it's talk show as well, so if they could talk about like what they're up to and other projects that they're doing that would be amazing absolutely i'll spread the word awesome all right so so uh, for all those listening out there right now um the magic that just happened live on the air is how we collaborate um with different people for all things good in the world whether it's music activism whatever so that was really great thank you michael and um so jojo working at the at the beale center um uh just to talk a little bit more about the exhibit that we have, I'm at the Beale right now. Uh, is there a primary, you know, theme for oh, yeah. the exhibit? Yeah, yeah, can you share? Um, for this, for this quarter's exhibit is called "Evidence" by Paul Vanus. Uh, if you enter the like the opening center for the Beale, you immediately see a public laboratory where the guests of the Beale Center can kind of understand that it's it looks like a crime scene investigation based on like CSI hmm. and um, it's basically an environment where the docents or the actual artist is conducting live experiments where they can take cheek samples and try to um, introduce what DNA is for the guests in the center and um, if you go inside um, further into the Bill Center you'll see a, a dimly lit um, section of it where it has a glowing image of DNA that belonged to the artist and what his main idea is is his way of conducting an experiment as an art piece that introduces how valid or the validity of um, DNA as if it's a fingerprint or it's a way for us to 100% identify someone as if we're facing each other like face to face mm -hmm. and how such as like a historically like well-known case such as the what do you call it 1995 is it the case for it Simpson. yeah OJ Simpson murder case um, so when you go inside you get to see some of the documentation that he had researched mm -hmm. for the exhibit saying that he can himself um, re redo or what do you call it 
um, almost remanufacture the same results as if that he could be the criminal but having the same DNA um, what do you call it, images that was reproduced during or was produced during the case and mm -hmm. instead of other people's DNAs or random DNA samples he uses his own almost stating and proving that anyone can really replicate the same DNA images that was used for that case to, um, to basically prosecute um, for the the actual result of the case. So mm -hmm. that's the main concept of it. So if you come visit, just ask a docent for like a tour. And if you're not interested in a tour, there's some gallery guides for like some self-exploration. And I think a lot of biology majors will really get a kick out of this because we do use electrophoresis gels. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and it's, um, they use some chemicals that make DNA glow. Yeah. Um, under ultraviolet light. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. So come check it out. Nice. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I used to be a bio major, so I, I don't know much about bio, but I know <laughs> electrophoresis gels, and those things are cool. So it'll be interesting to see that in an art gallery. Thank you, Jojo. And um, actually, um, Jojo was um, a performer for um, the gallery that's next to the Beale. It's a different oh, yeah. different gallery, right? Yeah, it's it? a university art. Art gallery, University Art Gallery, and they had a they had a grand opening for for an undergrad um, mm -hmm. exhibit at the University Art Gallery as well. Um, so uh, uh, I I watched the performance oh. and thought it was really <laughs> cool. It was really interesting. Um, could I? Is it okay if I describe yeah, it a little ahead. bit from yesterday? Um, make okay. sure to introduce it as Melissa. Yes, it was, it was the work of Melissa Maldonado. She's the one who directed um, the performance and put it together. Um, so uh, basically what it was where uh, we had um, a good group of, of students and everybody had um, um, black yarn pretty much um, uh, tied around, around their heads, covering you know, their entire face, um, but you know, leaving some spots so that they could still see and we could um, see their mouths moving as well. And um, um, they went in uh, one by one or by pairs sometimes yeah. and um, um, basically uh, said a variety of different dialogue, each of them having their own dialogue, uh, looked like they each had their own conversations, and uh, at the end it, it ended up with everybody saying, um, Ose, can you see? And uh, so, so Jojo, uh, uh, like I didn't really completely understand um, um, the piece. Um, I have a good idea of what I thought it was, but but if you or, or Michael, Michael, you were there too, right? You were able yeah, to see so it, yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah. So if you or Michael are able to kind of describe what that piece was about um, to you, uh, Jojo, for you as a performer, right. and um, Michael for you as. Uh, yeah, uh, you weren't. Were you weren't in it, right? You just you, you saw yeah, it as well. Just, yeah, as as an uh, audience member, yeah, audience if you member. can describe it, that would be great. Okay, uh, from an audience perspective, it was interesting. Um, these, it was sort of, um, it was sort of like you didn't realize it was happening mm -hmm. at first. Like you, it, you didn't know when it started because the performers were all in their street clothes, sort of just um, normal everyday wear and attire. Um, the only difference being the black lar uh, yarn that you mentioned yeah. over their faces. Um, but otherwise, they just seemed like a regular gallery visitor. So just walking through the, the space. Um, so it took, it took a minute for me to realize that the performance had actually started um, mm -hmm. <coughs> when it did. Uh, and um, I guess the, the most powerful thing to me personally was the... The fact that they all were using the same words, so say, can you see, mm -hmm. that you mentioned, um, but they were saying it in their own way, mm -hmm. the, using different accents and um, sometimes different languages uh, to portray that message, um, and sort of just the, 
the monotone nature of the way that they spoke it um, and the combined effect of all of their voices together moving through this phrase but at a different speed, at different rates for each performer, um, creating this sort of conglomeration of sound of this one, projecting this one image. Um, and then all facing the same direction in the end, uh, mm -hmm. facing the flags uh, that Melissa made um, as the permanent hanging installation. Uh, it was just a very, it seemed a very powerful image to me, um, and sound as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, thank you for for sharing that and um, so uh, we had everybody uh, eventually I guess you know Michael and myself uh, kind of standing on the side just um, witnessing the whole um, the whole performance and uh, uh, definitely different I think towards the end after it started in the beginning and everybody was kind of all over the place um, for me I felt like it got a sense of unity a little bit um, definitely uh, it felt more like there was something chaotic going on um, in the beginning with each person's conversations and still something chaotic going on at the end I guess but it's more internal now and everybody kind of just at the end seemed more like drones um, to me and uh, everybody sitting down on the floor just facing one direction that, that's kind of what I got from it I don't know if it had any political thing to it at all at first I thought it might be but uh, I, I don't know I heard similar things too from other people and I thought maybe um, I got the chance to talk to Melissa afterwards and oh, ask okay. her about the piece um, and she said that there wasn't really any specific political political message to it. The, uh, the title of the piece, Executive Order, um, and I don't remember the number, it's 10-something, um, but it's an executive order that was signed after Hawaii became a state, apparently, mm -hmm. um, that specifies the size of the flag and the location of the stars and all of this. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not, I guess the tie it has to the piece is just with the flags that she made, sort mm -hmm. of just um, being a spec for flags. But there wasn't really any specific political undertones um, that she was getting at. Uh, it was more, she was trying to equate, um, make an analogy between metaphorical blindness of perspective and physical blindness. The flags that she is hanging are all Braille, mm -hmm. um, projecting a message in different languages of Braille. I, I had oh, no wow. idea there were actually different languages of Braille. Yeah, that's um, cool. That was really cool. Uh, but that was, uh, she said that was what she was trying to, to make a connection between, is a metaphorical blindness of you can't understand or see another person's perspective, hmm. and then the actual physical ailment of blindness. Mm -hmm. Nice, very cool. And, um, and Jojo, uh, what was it like um, being part of the performance, and uh, what were you thinking before it actually started, and while you were doing it, like what were some thoughts that went through your head? Um, so in the beginning, when Melissa had gathered all the performers together, she had given us like, like, a brief introduction of what her artist statement was going to be and I thought at first I was like okay that's pretty cool um, I'm usually not a fan of performance art um, but being a part of it may have triggered a few like oh there's a few I guess I developed a bit of a understanding now as to how it functions and how artists think regarding performance art as being more powerful than just like an art piece or a mm -hmm. sculpture or an installation and how more interactive it is um, we, as a performer during that piece, we didn't really interact with the people. We, our main objective was to enter the space, um, say the word "ose." Can you can you see? And and we had the option of saying it in different languages in our own native language, or to say it in any variation that we want. She didn't really give us any direction of like, oh, it has to be sad. Oh, it has to be monotone. So she gave us that freedom to choose how we want to interact with the people inside the space. 
and how we want to predict or like project our presence as we entered or as we like stayed in the well we stayed in front of the flags so coming in um, there's a 20 second interval um, between when I came in until the next person comes in and it repeats the pattern repeats and we all come in one by one and um, it's really up to our discretion how fast we get to the other side of the gallery mm -hmm. to face the flags but the very first uh, um, emotion I got coming in was do I draw attention to myself to signify hey it's starting mm -hmm. or do I say do I wait until people notice that it's starting and that was um, both a choice for me to decide on and I think I went straight to I'm just gonna walk around and see how people react mm -hmm. and I think the moment like it started off as like saying oh say can you see really softly and I, I thought to myself well um, I won't really get attention by saying it in English, so maybe I'll say it in Tagalog. So I, I translated it to, Oh, nakakakita ka ba? Which immediately translates to, um, Oh, can you see? Without mm -hmm. the say. And I went over to another side fairly quickly, and I, I thought to myself, Well, this is kind of weird, so I'm going to pretend I'm talking to someone. Mm -hmm. And... In, in, with the yarn around my face it, it, it was like breathing air kind of getting hot and I don't know if it was like sheer embarrassment or is because the breath was trapping um, it was getting hot or it was it was because people are starting to like look at me and as a performer that's also both um, either really excite, exciting or exhilarating because people are paying attention to you and then or it's more of like, a, oh my gosh, people are paying attention to me. I better not mess up, especially since this isn't something that, this is my friend's piece. Yeah. And um, there's a little bit more pressure. A bit more that. pressure, yeah. but I'm pretty sure Melissa was having triple amount of pressure since it's her piece. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the yarn was really, um, it was an experience because I have never had the, the experience of having impaired, like impaired vision besides, mm -hmm. I don't know, closing my eyes, but to have to walk in a space where I can't really see very well, hoping that I won't bump into someone, I kind of get that, like, I don't know, that feeling that I have to be, I, I'm not quite myself, mm -hmm. like, I have to be more careful, I have to be more cautious, I have to be more, un, I don't know, I guess, conscious of, like, where I'm going, mm. and when we all sat down and we were um, sitting in front of the flags, it almost felt like a flag, like an allegiance to the flag. Yeah. And I'm not from America. I've never done like I, I don't even remember the the allegiance to the flag. Oh, the pledge of allegiance. The pledge of allegiance. I, I learned that when I came here to America, and I I, I didn't know that. And so I, I I barely remembered like oh these are the words or the phrases that you you say to the pledge of allegiance right and I thought oh that was that was a great connection so yeah yeah but performance art everybody should try it it's interesting and it's very it's very powerful is there a website that students can go to if they wanted to to join and and help out with with the galleries the different galleries or or you know volunteer. Not or is it more, le more just like word of mouth? It's like by word of mouth. All right. So that means people have to start yeah. going to the galleries, meeting some of the people who are there, and uh, getting to meet other folks and getting involved. It's one way to do it. 
some places, I don't know about the galleries, if they have Facebook event pages or group pages. Oh, yeah, they do. Because um, there's also a Friends of Music at UCI group on mm -hmm. Facebook that you can friend there and get notifications of upcoming concerts and, and things. And mm -hmm. if the, they probably do similar things for the galleries as well, if you're interested in, in that mm -hmm. and want to stay in touch. Okay. Cool. Or you can just go in a gallery and ask someone if they need help that you're really into this, you like this, what can you do to be involved with this? And you know what? Help is always, I don't know, never frowned on or never rejected. Yeah. Help is always welcome. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing um, about um, the performance at the gallery, which is good. And um, uh, also, I think uh, primarily uh, we have about three minutes in, until the show <laughs> until the show is finished. So, yeah, I went by really quick. Uh, however, I, I do still want to you know pose a question for for the both of you um what is one thing that you are most that you find yourself being most passionate passionate about like like it's it's your drive it's it's something that that you're living through every day you know a passion so i was just wondering yeah if you could you know verbalize it how would you do it <laughs> Oh, please, Jojo, first. You first. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> well, for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> or pick one. I know we're passionate about a lot of things, but if there's one thing that you're... Um, you think about it, you know, from day to day, like, what is it? When I think of passion, when I think of drive, I think of, like, the energy that brings me out of bed. Hmm. The energy that makes me come out, climb out of my bed and say, I'm, I'm ready. Um, and that passion would be... Um, to become like a Disney Imagineer, to really become that full-fledged artist slash in like technology person who also embraces both the creativity and the innovation and including it with science. And that's my, that's my main passion. Because um, I've always been an artist and as a Filipino parent who are, as a first-generation Filipino, a student, I was never really given the opportunity to, I guess, have a choice of what my career would be. It's either be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. One, like, you know, typical suggestions that a Filipino parent would want, be, like, out of love, obviously, because they want you to be fully, to be financially secure in the future. And I was in, I was, what do you call it, I was introduced by my art teacher, Miss Ann Stork, in high school, and she saw a talent in me, and she told me to apply for this organization called Ryman Arts, which is a nonprofit organization for artists who mm -hmm. are underprivileged and are always constantly told that they can't pursue art as a career. And this is an organization that was created by people from Disney in memory of Herbert Ryman, who is the main main designer of how Disneyland is, how it looks like even today. And if anyone's interested or knows anyone who wants to be a full-fledged artist and thinks art, art, art out there isn't a career, you're absolutely wrong. There is an organization that believes in artists. And it's a scholarship. So apply. Check it out. Check out RhymeAndArtsArt.org. And that's it. Um, people, people saw talent in me and... I guess they started, I don't know, they just saw something in me and they, they believed. They believed that I could probably could really do it. So right now, uh, Michael and I went to a networking night like a few days ago. And these were people um, from Disney who believes in artists and for um, people in engineering. And so, 
I'm sorry, I don't want to take up too much time, but yeah, my passion is, like, to become a Disney Imagineer, and if anyone wants to, like, talk to me about that, just, I don't know, find me, ask Lauren, we can talk about Imagineering for, like, forever. Yeah, cool, we could even put up your, um, if you're okay, we could put yeah. up your info on the site. Absolutely. Um, so you can check that out here. Um, uh, Michael, I'm sorry, I really do want to ask you what, you, what your passions are. <laughs> sorry, I Michael. do, but we're, we are <laughs> short on time. That's okay. But I would love to have you on the air again, please, yeah. if you're... If you are interested okay. in performing, I would definitely love to have you. Well, next Friday I am booked uh, for yeah. my concert, but after that, sure. I'd yeah, love afterwards. To. Yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So, and we will be hearing back from Michael um, in another week. But unfortunately, we are out of time. However, if you would like to listen to the podcast of the show, check out activismforamateurs.kuci.org, or just go to the website at kuci.org. Click on Schedule Activism for Amateurs, and that'll take you right to the podcast page. So, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for Convos Over the Counter coming up really soon, and uh, you're listening to your favorite station uh, here at KUCI. 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks, everyone, and peace. Just an ordinary guy. You ain't got to be scared of nothing. Let's talk. Yeah. I'm just an ordinary guy.